0: chapter two part one of the life of washington volume one by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter two voyage of newport settlement at jamestown distress of colonists smith he is captured by the indians condemned to death saved by pocahontas returns to jamestown newport arrives with fresh settlers smith explores the chesapeake his chosen president new charter third voyage of newport smith sails for europe condition of the colony colonists determined to abandon the country are stopped by lord delaware sir thomas dale new charter captain argall seizes pocahontas she marries mr rolfe separate property in lands and labor expedition against port royal against manhattoes fifty acres of land for each settler tobacco sir thomas dale mr yardley first assembly first arrival of females of convicts of african slaves two councils established prosperity of the colony indians attempt to massacre the whites general war dissolution of the company arbitrary measures of the crown sir john harvey sir william berkeley provincial assembly restored virginia declares in favor of charles the second grant to lord baltimore arrival of a colony in maryland assembly composed of freemen william claiborne assembly composed of representatives divided into two branches tyrannical proceedings the funds immediately appropriated to the planting of colonies in america were inconsiderable and the early efforts to accomplish the object were feeble the first expedition for the southern colony consisted of one vessel of a hundred tons and two barks carrying one hundred and five men destined to remain in the country sixteen o six voyage of newport the command of this small squadron was given to captain newport who on the nineteenth of december sailed from the thames three sealed packets were delivered to him one addressed to himself a second to captain bartholomew gosnold and the third to captain john radcliffe containing the names of the council for this colony these packets were accompanied with instructions directing that they should be opened and the names of his majesty's council proclaimed within twenty-four hours after their arrival on the coast of virginia and not before the council were then to proceed to the choice of a president who was to have two votes to this unaccountable concealment have those dissensions been attributed which distracted the colonists on their passage and which afterwards impeded the progress of their settlement Sixteen O seven is driven into the chesapeake newport whose place of destination was roanoke took the circuitous route by the west india islands and had a long passage of four months the reckoning had been out for three days and serious propositions had been made for returning to england when a fortunate storm drove him to the mouth of the chesapeake on the twenty sixth of april he descried cape henry and soon afterward cape charles a party of about thirty men which went on shore at cape henry was immediately attacked by the natives and in the skirmish which ensued several were wounded on both sides the first act of the colonists was the selection of a spot for their settlement they proceeded up a large river called by the natives powhatan and agreed to make their first establishment upon a peninsula on its northern side in compliment to their sovereign this place was named jamestown and the river was called james may thirteenth having disembarked and opened the sealed packets brought from england the members of the council proceeded to the election of a president and mr wingfield was chosen but under frivolous pretexts they excluded from his seat among them john smith one of the most extraordinary men of his age whose courage and talents had excited their envy during the passage he had been imprisoned on the extravagant charge of intending to murder the council usurp the government and make himself king of virginia the first indications of a permanent settlement in their country seemed to have excited the jealousy of the natives displeased with the intrusion or dissatisfied with the conduct of the intruders they soon formed the design of expelling or destroying these unwelcome and formidable visitors in execution of this intention they attacked the colonists suddenly while at work and unsuspicious of their hostility but were driven terrified into the woods by the fire from the ship on the failure of this attempt a temporary accommodation was effected newport though named of the council had been ordered to return to england as the time of his departure approached the accusers of smith attempting to conceal their jealousy by the affectation of humanity proposed that he also should return instead of being prosecuted in virginia but with the pride of conscious innocence he demanded a trial and being honorably acquitted took his seat in the council about the fifteenth of june newport sailed for england leaving behind him one of the barks and about one hundred colonists while he remained they had partaken of the food allowed the sailors but after his departure they were reduced to the necessity of subsisting on the distributions from the public stores which had sustained great damage during their long passage these were both scanty and unwholesome the allowance to each man for a day being only a pint of worm eaten wheat and barley this wretched food increased the malignity of the diseases generated by the climate among men exposed to all its rigors before the month of september fifty of the company were buried among whom was bartholomew Gosnold, who had planned the expedition and had contributed greatly towards its prosecution their distress was increased by internal dissension the president was charged with embezzling the best stores of the colony and with feasting at his private table on beef bread and aqua while famine and death devoured his fellow-adventurers the odium against him was completed by the detection of an attempt to escape from them and their calamities in the bark which had been left by newport in the burst of general indignation which followed the discovery of this meditated desertion he was deposed and radcliffe chosen to succeed him as misfortune is not unfrequently the parent of moderation and reflection this state of misery produced a system of conduct towards the neighboring indians which for the moment disarmed their resentments and induced them to bring in such supplies as the country afforded at that season it produced another effect of equal importance a sense of imminent and common danger called forth those talents which were fitted to the exigency and compelled submission to them on captain smith who had preserved his health unimpaired his spirits unbroken and his judgment unclouded amidst this general misery and dejection all eyes were turned and in him all actual authority was placed by common consent his example soon gave energy to others he erected such rude fortifications as would resist the sudden attacks of the savages and constructed such habitations as by sheltering the survivors from the weather contributed to restore and preserve their health while his own accommodation gave place to that of all others in the season of gathering corn he penetrated into the country at the head of small parties and by presents and caresses to those who were well disposed and by attacking with open force and defeating those who were hostile he obtained abundant supplies while thus actively and usefully employed abroad he was not permitted to withdraw his attention from the domestic concerns of the colony incapacity for command is seldom accompanied by a willingness to relinquish power and it will excite no surprise that the late president saw with regret another placed above him as unworthy minds most readily devise unworthy means he sought by intriguing with the factious and fomenting their discontents to regain his lost authority and when these attempts were disconcerted he formed a conspiracy with some of the principal persons in the colony to escape in the bark and thus to desert the country the vigilance of smith detected these machinations and his vigor defeated them smith is captured by the indians the prospect which now presented itself of preserving the colony in quiet and plenty until supplies could be received from england was obscured by an event which threatened at first the most disastrous consequences in attempting to explore chickahominy river to its source smith was discovered and attacked by a numerous body of indians and in endeavoring after a gallant defense to make his escape he sank up to his neck in a swamp and was obliged to surrender the wonder and veneration which he excited by the exhibition of a mariner's compass saved him from immediate death he was conducted in triumph through several towns to the palace of powhatan the most potent king in that part of the country is condemned to death who doomed him to be put to death by placing his head upon a stone and beating out his brains with a club at the place of execution with his head bowed down to receive the blow he was rescued from a fate which appeared to be inevitable by that enthusiastic and impassioned humanity which in every climate and in every state of society finds its home in the female bosom saved by pocahontas pocahontas the king's favorite daughter then about thirteen years of age whose entreaties for his life had been ineffectual rushed between him and the executioner and folding his head in her arms and laying hers upon it arrested the fatal blow her father was then prevailed upon to spare his life and he was sent back to jamestown returns to jamestown on arriving at that place after an absence of seven weeks he found the colony reduced to thirty-eight persons who seemed determined to abandon a country which appeared to them so unfavourable to human life he came just in time to prevent the execution of this design alternately employing persuasion threats and even violence induced the majority to relinquish their intention then turning the guns of the fort on the bark on board which were the most determined he compelled her to remain or sink in the river by a judicious regulation of intercourse with the indians over whom he had gained considerable influence he restored plenty to the colony and preserved it until the arrival of two vessels which had been dispatched from england under the command of captain newport with a supply of provisions and instruments of husbandry and with a reinforcement of one hundred and twenty persons composed of many gentlemen several refiners goldsmiths and jewellers and a few labourers the influence of smith disappeared with the danger which had produced it and was succeeded by an improvident relaxation of discipline productive of the most pernicious consequences a glittering earth mistaken for gold dust about this time a shining earth mistaken by the colonists for gold dust was found in a small stream of water near jamestown their raging thirst for gold was re-excited by this incident smith in his history of virginia describing the frenzy of the moment says there was no thought no discourse no hope and no work but to dig gold wash gold refine gold and load gold and notwithstanding captain smith's warm and judicious representations how absurd it was to neglect other things of immediate use and necessity to load such a drunken ship with gilded dust yet was he overruled and her returns were made in a parcel of glittering dirt which is to be found in various parts of the country in which they very sanguinely concluded to be gold dust the two vessels returned laden one with this dirt and the other with cedar this is the first remittance ever made from america by an english colony the effects of this fatal delusion were soon felt and the colony again began to suffer that distress from scarcity of food which had before brought it more than once to the brink of ruin smith explores the chesapeake the researches of the english settlers had not yet extended beyond the country adjacent to james river smith had formed the bold design of exploring the great bay of chesapeake examining the mighty rivers which empty into it opening an intercourse with the nations inhabiting their borders and acquiring a knowledge of the state of their cultivation and population accompanied by dr russell he engaged in this hardy enterprise in an open boat of about three tons burthen and with a crew of thirteen men on the second of june he descended the river in company with the last of newport's two vessels and parting with her at the capes began his survey at cape charles with great fatigue and danger he examined every river inlet and bay on both sides of the chesapeake as far as the mouth of the rappahannock his provisions being exhausted he returned and arrived at jamestown on the twenty first of july he found the colony in the utmost confusion and disorder all those who came last with newport were sick the danger of famine was imminent and the clamor against the president was loud and universal the seasonable arrival of smith restrained their fury the accounts he gave of his discoveries and the hope he entertained that the waters of the chesapeake communicated with the south sea extended their views and revived their spirits they contented themselves with deposing their president and having in vain urged smith to accept that office elected his friend mr Scrivener, as vice-president after employing three days in making arrangements for obtaining regular supplies and for the government of the colony smith again sailed with twelve men to complete his researches into the countries on the chesapeake from this voyage he returned on the seventh of september having advanced as far as the river susquehanna and visited all the countries on both shores of the bay he entered most of the large creeks sailed up many of the great rivers to their falls and made accurate observations on the extensive territories through which he passed and on the various tribes inhabiting them with whom he alternately fought negotiated and traded in every situation he displayed judgment courage and that presence of mind which is essential to the character of a commander and never failed finally to inspire the savages he encountered with the most exalted opinion of himself and of his nation when we consider that he sailed about three thousand miles in an open boat when we contemplate the dangers and the hardships he encountered when we reflect on the valuable additions he made to the stock of knowledge respecting america we shall not hesitate to say that few voyages of discovery undertaken at any time reflect more honor on those engaged in them so full and exact says dr robertson are his accounts of that large portion of the american continent comprehended in the two provinces of virginia and maryland that after the progress of information and research for a century and a half his map exhibits no inaccurate view of both countries and is the original on which all subsequent delineations and descriptions have been formed ruins of the old brick church built at jamestown in sixteen thirty nine settled by the english in sixteen o seven on the banks of the james river about thirty-two miles from its mouth it was at jamestown that the first legislative assembly in america was held in sixteen nineteen and here in the same year slavery was first introduced into the original thirteen colonies the site of the settlement which was originally a peninsula but is now an island is owned by the association for the preservation of virginia antiquities besides the ruins of the church shown here those of the fort and two or three houses built more than a hundred years before the Declaration of independence was signed and are still standing Is chosen president on his return from this expedition smith was chosen president of the council and yielding to the general wish accepted the office soon after newport arrived with an additional supply of settlers among whom were the two first females who had ventured to the present colony but he came without provisions the judicious administration of the president however supplied the wants of the colonists and restrained the turbulent encouraged by his example and coerced by his authority a spirit of industry and subordination was created among them which was the parent of plenty and of peace the company in england though disappointed in the hope of discovering a passage to the pacific and the finding mines of the precious metals still indulged in golden dreams of future wealth to increase their funds as well as their influence and reputation by the acquisition of additional numbers to explain and enlarge their powers and privileges and to ensure colonial government conforming to their own views and wishes sixteen o nine new charter the company petitioned for a new charter which was granted on the twenty third of may some of the first nobility and gentry of the country and most of the companies of london with a numerous body of merchants and tradesmen were added to the former adventurers and they were all incorporated by the name of the treasurer and company of adventurers of the city of london for the first colony in virginia to them were granted in absolute property the lands extending from cape or point comfort along the sea-coast two hundred miles to the northward and from the same point along the sea-coast two hundred miles to the southward and up into the land throughout from sea to sea west and northwest and also all the islands lying within one hundred miles of the coast of both seas of the precinct aforesaid to be holden as of the manor of east greenwich in free and common sackage and paying in lieu of all services one-fifth of the gold and silver that should be found the corporation was authorized to convey under its common seal particular portions of these lands to subjects or denizens on such conditions as might promote the intentions of the grant the powers of the president and council in virginia were abrogated and a new council in england was established with power to the company to fill all vacancies therein by election this council was empowered to appoint and remove all officers for the colony and to make all ordinances for its government not contrary to the laws of england and to rule the colonists according to such ordinances license was given to transport to virginia all persons willing to go thither and to export merchandise free from customs for seven years there was also granted for twenty-one years freedom from all subsidies in virginia and from all impositions on importations and exportations from or to any of the king's dominions except only the five pounds in the hundred due for customs the colonists were declared to be entitled to the rights of natural subjects the governor was empowered to establish martial law in case of rebellion or mutiny and to prevent the superstitions of the church of rome from taking root in the plantation it was declared that none should pass into virginia but such as shall have first taken the oath of supremacy the company being thus enlarged and enabled to take more effective measures for the settlement of the country soon fitted out nine ships with five hundred emigrants lord delaware was constituted governor and captain-general for life and several other officers were created third voyage of newport the direction of the expedition was again given to newport to whom and sir thomas gates and sir george somers powers were severally granted to supersede the existing administration and to govern the colony until the arrival of lord delaware with singular indiscretion the council omitted to establish precedence among these gentlemen who being totally unable to settle this important point among themselves agreed to embark on board the same vessel and to be companions during the voyage they were parted from the rest of the fleet in a storm and driven on bermudas having on board one hundred and fifty men a great portion of the provisions destined for the colony and the new commission and instructions of the consul the residue of the squadron arrived safely in virginia chapter two part one